Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome. We are live. I am back from Florida. We were at Timothy Dixon's uh, event down there, um, and it was amazing. And uh, I got to meet Nathan French in person, and boy, is he an experience. That's all I have to say. Wonderful meeting him in person for the first time. We all had a lovely time together. Uh, we actually did a live, me, Manuel Johnson and Nathan, and and it was it was uh, it was something else. And we have it up on Facebook actually. So welcome to everybody watching from the United States and around the world. Welcome in. This night is going to be very interesting. That's all I'm going to say. And uh, hello to our moderators. They do such an amazing job in our Ark of Grace team. Thank you for helping us do what we do for the Lord. And so I'm going to open up in prayer. We have just a few announcements, and we're going to get into some stuff tonight. I think you're going to find very interesting prophetically. And the Lord has some things for me to say also, which I'm going to flow with the Lord when he wants me to say it. It's been stirring since last night, since I saw the New Hampshire primaries. And I saw some interesting things happen that the Lord checked me on. Uh, and so basically, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. So let's open up in prayer as everybody's jumping in. And we'll get started. Father God, in the precious name of your son, Jesus Christ, Yeshua HaMashiach, we come before you. We praise you. You are almighty God. You are high and lifted up far above every power, principality, and might. We give you all the glory, honor, and praise, Lord, do your precious holy name. Father, we ask you to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness, Father God. Humbling ourselves before you, acknowledging you sent your son Jesus Christ to the earth and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. He was the Passover lamb, the sacrifice for our sins. He willingly died at Calvary, purchased us by the shedding of his blood. That blood dripped onto the mercy seat. We were purchased. We were redeemed. He made an open show and spectacle of the enemy before all of creation. Father, we praise you that Jesus Christ, Yeshua, rose again in three days, ascended back into heaven, took his rightful victorious place at the right end of the Father, where he rules and reigns forevermore. He is our advocate before your throne, and we honor that before you, Lord, this day. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we invite your presence, the presence of Ruach Elohim, the spirit of the living God, and the presence of the Ruach HaKadosh to fill this place. Father, that your powerful presence, Lord, would go forth, Lord, would saturate the atmosphere, Father, that the weight of your glory would fall, that you would go forth mightily ahead and move. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I ask you, fill me and us with your wisdom, counsel, might, power, and the reverential fear of the Lord. By the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, by the spirit of the one true living God, may only the truth and power of almighty God with authority now come forth in Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, any plot scheme, contract, assignment, interference that would be attempted or harm against this broadcast, against us, our property, what you've given us, our animals, Lord, the ministry, and otherwise. We apply the blood of Jesus. We command it broken, canceled, aborted, destroyed, dismantled, disabled, thwarted, disrupted, blocked, nullified, voided, disarmed, dismantled, canceled, destroyed. And the communication lines disrupted so they cannot carry out their plans. And it bound up and cast back to the dry places and areas you have designated, Lord, to be bound there in the name of Jesus Christ and not return or have anything sent in his place. Father, take all the glory for yourself. You are the pottery or most certainly just the clay. Without your breath of life in us, we don't have life, Lord. We are the dust of the earth without your life in us, Father. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. We give you all the glory today, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen.
Okay, amen and amen. Okay, let me just adjust this for a minute while we get into this. Because I had to pull my microphone down. I had it on the side of me and I had to make sure it was pulled down in front of me. So here it is. Okay, so before we get into what we're going to get into tonight, which is a lot prophetically, I'm going to show you some stuff, especially with the animals. So we have some pics here from the sanctuary and we have a new sanctuary resident that arrived today. So we're going to show the pic. There he is, Mordecai. We've named him Mordecai. This is a Quaker parrot. He arrived today. Uh, the family had to give him up because there's a new baby and parrots can be loud and you have to make adjustments to that uh, when you have children. And so Mordecai has arrived today. We do have a video we are going to show you in a few minutes of him. They're very intelligent Quaker parrots. They pick up on speaking uh, quite fast. So you have to be careful what you say in front of them because they will repeat you. And so just, just a public service announcement to people thinking about getting parrots out there, especially a Quaker parrot, watch what you say in front of the parrot. Okay. So that was little Mordecai. And we have other pictures too. There's Sadie. I know that's my winter decor. I decorate for the seasons. This is my winter decor. Sadie is 14 years old. There's Chester and Boots hanging out on the top floor together. Chester's just a love bug. There's Bixby. Bixby is just, I have to tell you, he's precious. He's still a little afraid of Cyrus, but he absolutely loves other cats. Uh, and so I caught him and Chester cuddling last night on the, at the guest bedroom on the bed. So they were hanging out there. And there's Molly. Molly has two houses now she has to take care of in her cage. There's actually two of those, and she loves hanging out in them. She actually sleeps in those houses uh, and so she has a, a really good time with them. And Cyrus and Missy on their big adventure outdoors. Yes, it did snow again here uh, a couple of inches. And so the staff took them out today to have a little fun in the snow. There they are cuddling. There's Chester and Bixby. Yep. These two are like two peas in a pod. They are always together. Always, always. Okay. So. That was that. We do have the video of Mordecai that I think we're going to show so you can actually see him in action. Hello, Mordecai. Hi. Oh, you said hi. Hi. This is our new sanctuary resident, Mordecai. Hi. Hi. About a year old. So family had to, uh, had to give this little one up here. And we are going to get uh, the bird DNA tested. But for now, the name is Mordecai. Hi. Hello. Hello. Yes. Oh, happy flutters. So welcome, Mordecai, to Ark of Grace. Hi. Hi. <laughs> he is adorable, I have to tell you. Uh, Norbert is a bit up in arms that there's a new parrot in uh, the parrot area. But he'll, he'll get over it. Norbert will get over it. Okay. Also, we have adoptions for a local rescue. You can call Stephanie. Her phone number is right there. It's an 845 number. These three shepherds need a home. The top one is Josiah. He's great with other dogs. Um, the bottom tan and black is Sally. She needs a strong handler, Sally. And then Cash is the black and tan one. And Cash is going to be actually tested with dogs. I think this was happening in the next couple of days. So if you can foster or adopt and you're in the New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, Massachusetts area, even 
uh, you can you can call the number and call Stephanie uh, because these three dogs really need a home. And they're all shepherds. So if you're a shepherd person, you might want to consider it. Okay. And last, February 4th, I'm going to be preaching both Sunday services at the gathering at Faith Assembly. Uh, and so you can actually, it's open to the public uh, to come. Uh, Pastor Sam has opened it up. Their phone number is there if you need to call the church. It's a 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. service. I'm looking very forward to this. I thank Pastor Sam and his wife, Jamie, and the board uh, at Faith Assembly uh, for the opportunity to do this. And so this is actually our church that we go to. So this is we're, we're very much looking forward to seeing many of you there. Okay, that's it for announcements. We're done. Now we're going to get into some stuff here. This is why we have to do the lighthearted stuff first, because it's going to get heavy quick. So we wanted to do that first. Okay. Now, this is interesting. Now, while I was doing this today, I kept hearing Uganda. So just keep just keep a watch on Uganda, because something big is coming down the pipe there uh, in Uganda, because I kept hearing that country today. Also, we're going to get into some excerpts of words from the Lord, but then I have to talk about the New Hampshire primaries and what I saw and what I got checked on. Barbara got checked on it too. So there's more than one that saw this. And when we spoke this morning, we were both seeing the same thing. So let's get into some excerpts first from the words of the Lord, because quite a bit of this we see happening now. And some of these go back to 2021. So December 26, 2021, the Lord writes, Oh, America, he says it, and I wrote it. Oh, America, they are attempting to bind you with fetters once again. They are attempting to bind you up for good this time. However, says the Lord, a wrench in their plans shall break the gears, and there shall be a sputter and then a hard stop that's capitalized as they think they are oppressing the people enough to activate the third part of this wicked plan. However, says the Lord of hosts, their plan shall fall off. They shall leave such a stain that is unable to be scrubbed, that's capitalized, that it shall send their plans down a steep drop, all capitals, one that is out of control. Derail, says the Lord, watch and see. I'm calling you to humble yourselves and get back into alignment with me, the Lord your God. Surrender and stop wrestling with me about things you did that you thought were good under the counsel of those who never should have gone along and encouraged as Ahab was encouraged in the name of pride. And the Lord says, I, the Lord, am calling you to surrender and to cut those corrupt ties you have so held on to in the name of business and deals, for I'm calling you, your shepherd is calling you, and I have gone out to look for the one who has lost their way amidst a brambled mess of politics and fraud and medical fraud and lies. For you just listen to me and not your flesh and your pride. And for the art of the deal is no match for the wisdom I, the Lord your God, can provide. You have wise spouses. Listen to them. He's talking to more than one person. And so that was part, that was an excerpt from 2021. And we're going to go up to 2023. We just have a few excerpts here, but we need to go up to 2023 because of what is in these words. So we started 2021. We're going to go to 2023. January 27th, 2023. Oh, you leaders, hear the word of the Lord this day. 
if you choose of your will to abuse your power for purposes that are in direct opposition to the seat in which you so sit, you shall in this season fall, be disgraced, be shamed, be laid bare before the people that you become a byword and a heifer. For if you so choose to act like the rebellious bulls that's capitalized, then you shall have a heavy hand of correction brought down on you. Hear the word of the Lord this day. Your aspirations for other seats shall become a curse to you. For you, for your harvest so shall come, and tares shall ensnare and choke you. For you are being weighed by the Lord in this hour. All your corrupt deeds, including the inner rooms of the church, where abominations have been committed, blasphemies on the house floor, on the floors of parliaments, as you say, there is no God, as you say, I shall exalt myself, for I do not answer to God. God does not see. So shall the heavy end of the Lord strike you in the ground in which you so walk and shall shake your paper houses that you have so built. It shall shake the grip of your fingers off your seats and positions. And the spirit of the Lord says this day, they shall come with chains and fetters to bind you. And if you humbly come to me, that's capitalized, I shall break their chains of iron. Their charges shall befall them. Their charges shall befall them. For they have been doing even worse in the dark behind the door to the inner chamber. They have met. Now, the inner chamber has to do with the courts, okay? And we're going to get into why these are so significant now. They have met. Four leaders have met from such committees. And in this meeting, they have discussed a leader swap. Now, this is back in January of 2023. With each one at the table playing a role. Thus says the Lord, they have discussed shutting down grids and markets in key parts of the country to scare the people and herd them like cattle into their plans. The paper that outlines your points and plan shall be revealed, says the Lord. It shall be by one who has had a yoke of conviction come upon them. It shall surprise you, says the Lord. It shall. Okay, now we go to February 26, 2023. This is when I was at Church International and the Spirit of the Lord hit and I prophesied at the Bullock's Church. And this is what it said, this excerpt. And says the Lord of hosts, it shall be like a beacon on a hill. The light shall burst forth in a moment, says the Lord. There shall be a moment in your nation where it bursts forth, where the bubble bursts, where what has been bubbling underground breaks forth and comes forth, says the Lord, and spills out and becomes a flood. For, says the Spirit of the Lord this day, the dry areas of this nation, the wilderness of this nation, there shall be a flood of truth that comes forth in the mist, a raging river, a dam breaking, says the Lord. There is a dam on the East Coast, says the Lord. There is a dam in the Midwest, says the Lord. And there is a dam on the West Coast, says the Lord, that is set to break. And thus says the Lord, the prognosticators and the political puppets and the wicked and the corrupt and those who blaspheme the name of God will be taken over by this dam. What they have built when it breaks shall be dismantled by it, says the Lord. And says the Lord, the cornerstone of the foundation that governs what you call your capital I, the Lord thy God, in this season, in this time, in this appointed time, am pulling that cornerstone out. My hand shall come forth, says the Lord. My right hand and outstretched arm shall come forth. And it shall pull that cornerstone out, and it shall allow things to begin to lean. 
It shall allow the tower to begin to lean, says the Lord. It shall allow Congress to begin to lean, says the Lord. It shall allow governors who are connected by chains to begin to lean. And says the Lord, when they begin to lean, thus says the Lord of hosts, the wind of my breath, the pneumos, shall break forth in a gust, in a single gust, and it shall begin to knock over what leans. My breath that shall be spoken forth from my mouth, and my breath, says the Lord, shall begin to knock over what leans. And those who do not lean in the right ways of God are going to find themselves publicly falling over on their face before Almighty God. And thus says the Lord, they don't want to bow. I, the Lord thy God, will make them bow. I, the Lord thy God, made the Philistines bow. I, the Lord thy God, made Israel bow. Behold, I, the Lord God, am doing a new thing. Do you not see it? In this season, you must have eyes to see and ears to hear, says the Lord, what the Spirit has to say. Because imposters shall arise. Now, this is important. Imposters shall arise, and they shall recite the word. And they have been groomed to be the Trojan horse, says the Lord. This is back in February. They have been groomed to come in looking like a gift. It is a curse, says the Lord. It is a curse. Pray for discernment, my children, in this season, because a vessel that may look perfect on the outside is filled with darkness on the inside. And pray, my children, says the Lord, for leadership, for it's a strong ox, some of them, and I, the Lord, shall subdue them, says the Lord. They will listen. They will submit. They will surrender, and they will learn to wear the yoke, says the Lord, if they want to lead for me. David wore the yoke, says the Lord. Hezekiah wore the yoke, says the Lord. The name is etched on that yoke, and it shall be revealed. It shall be solidified. You shall see it. Those that want to be Saul's and go after their own people, you shall fall by your own sword in this season. You shall. You shall. For you have turned to the way of Cain, you have turned to the ways of Balaam, and you have but a little time left before your seat is replaced. And it shall not be a charging donkey, says the Lord, that replaces it, for that stubborn mule shall be subdued and put in its place, says the Lord. For I have called those with the office and the mantle to stand arm to arm, to lock up arms and to stand and to speak the word of the Lord in this hour to people and to rally them, to rally them to stand and fight the good fight of faith. For I, the Lord thy God, will not abandon America, even though the enemy would love for you to believe so in this hour. The darkness shall become a vapor as the weight of the light and the glory begins to descend and rest on areas of the nation. And you shall see this in pockets of the nation and they shall begin to move towards each other and they shall begin to come into agreement. And that is when you shall mightily, says the Lord, not only see the tables turned, but see the squabbles going on in the enemy's camp revealed. And they shall reveal the darkest secrets about each other to destroy each other. Now, because they have found themselves in quicksand, they have stepped onto it. They don't know they're there yet because this is in February, but they're there. They have found themselves there. And I, the Lord, shall make you a bridge in this season that you shall cross over to the other side. You shall get to where I, the Lord, want this nation to be. This nation shall stabilize at my word. I am not going to allow the enemy to take its last breath, says the Lord. 
in this nation, to take the breath from it. For I, the Lord, am breathing new life back into you and into your nation. And then this season you shall be filled to the brim, pressed down, shaken together, running over, if you submit and surrender to me. And walk the walk that I have called you step by step, says the Lord. Receive that this day. Look up, for your redemption draweth nigh. Thus saith the Lord of hosts in Jesus' name. Now, we've got something to go with this because this is where the word Trojan horse started coming up. I'm trying to get Sadie to lay down here. This was put out, and I find this fascinating because this was back in February when this was said, and this uh, cartoonist happened to put this cartoon out. Uh, and so basically, uh, we just wanted to show that quick because I think it's fascinating. Now, I think she's more of something else, and so does Barbara, but the fact that Trojan Horse has even come out in the middle of this, this is why we're sharing this because there could be more than one Trojan horse too. So just keep that in mind, but there could be more than one. Now we also have um, this news article, Ramaswamy, Ramaswamy, sorry, calls Haley a Trojan horse and GOP plot to knock off the Trump ballot. You know what? Let me tell you something about Vivek. He needs a touch from Jesus Christ because he's a very intelligent man. He's a very intelligent man. And I believe he needs a touch from Jesus Christ. I really do. Um, so uh, that's all I'm going to say. You just, you know what? You got to pray for people like that. You just have to pray for them because I'm looking at who's serving who in the realm of the spirit. That's why I'm saying that. I'm looking at who serves who. So someone could be intelligent However, they don't have Jesus Christ, which means they could be utilized for purposes of the kingdom of darkness. And this is why they need prayer. So that's the only reason I'm saying that is to point that out. Now, March 22nd, 2023. Now, keep in mind what these words have been saying so far, you know, uh, about the deeds done in the dark and in, in the chambers, which is referring to the courts. And just keep that in mind as we go forth. Because this one for March 22nd, 2023 says it all, this word. And I'm going to read to you the excerpt. This is before the indictments came down. So just keep in mind, this word was before the indictments happened. And this is what it says. And the spirit of the Lord says this day, as the name of my son, Jesus Christ moves and echoes across the nation, the opposition is yelling, indict, indict. As they yell, indict, indict. It shall be an indictment against them, says the Lord, and their true motives shall emerge and their true modus operandi shall come forth as they yell indict with chains, says the Lord. I, the Lord, thy God, am the chain breaker for those who humbly and earnestly come unto me, says the Lord, and bear the yoke of my capital kingdom, says the Lord, and says the Lord of hosts. Those who have sought to take from my capital children, those who have sought to drain them of what I bless them with for their obedience, you shall stumble in your disobedience, says the Lord, for your harvest has come up and many tares have intertwined around the wheat and you shall not have a plentiful harvest for taking from my children for the wheat is sparse and you shall be humbled and brought low for you shall not speak against my capital servants, my servants, that's capitalized 
who have served me while you have so rebelliously walked in sabotage, destruction, and willful slander in order to plow over and get your way, says the Lord. However, it shall not be your way, all capitals, but my way, and I, the Lord, shall decide what becomes of you. For you have attempted to rob my children and turned a deaf ear to me, walking around in your kingdom of pride and entitlement that you have built. And, says the Lord of hosts, that kingdom of yours, built on sand and a fence, shall, be, shall begin to be torn down today, says the Lord. And, says the Spirit of the Lord this day, Storms in various ways have gone out into the nation and into the airwaves. Storms of various kinds and people who have engaged in harlotry and a spirit of seduction surround such. The Delilahs have gone out to deceive, says the Lord. They have gone out and they must be called for what they are, all capitals. Uncircumcised Philistines, says the Lord. The Delilahs have covenant with them and it shall be broken, says the Lord. For they have gone out in an attempt to destroy the men especially. That I, the Lord, have called forth to lead, to shepherd, to be leaders in this nation. They have been sent forth not to join and help you, but to tear you down and destroy you. Watch out, O shepherds, in this hour. Watch out, for this is your warning, says the Lord. This is back in March. And says the Spirit of the Lord this day. The donkey has become a mule. That's capitalized, says the Lord. They are riding on a mule. That party is now riding a mule, a hybrid that cannot reproduce. It cannot grow. And some of the elephants have joined in following the mule. However, that's capitalized, says the Lord. Absalom rode on a mule to in an attempt to rob the kingdom from his father David and destroy him. That's capitalized. He rode a mule and that mule led him right to the tree where he hung and his demise came. Hung on a tree, says the Lord. Haman was also hung on a tree, says the Lord. There is a connection. Absalom and Delilah are the same spirit working in tandem through opposite vessels, says the Lord. They are riding a mule to deceive. Be careful of the one who speaks with conservative bravado, however, has hooked up to the mule. They shall be highlighted. Be careful of such, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, says the Lord. And says the Spirit of the Lord this day, the mules cannot reproduce as hard as they try what they have created, they cannot reproduce to rob the people again. Mules cannot be reproduced, they cannot be duplicated. They have created a hybrid to do nothing more than bear the burdens of their creation. And says the Spirit of the Lord this day, all capitals, I am God, there is no other. My eyes wander to and fro throughout the earth. And I, the Lord, am looking at France. I am looking at Macron. I see the scandal, says the Lord. Enormous will shake the foundation of France and the socialist principles it is built upon. For he is a front man for another with ties that bind to the Vatican and to the World Economic Forum, says the Lord. Those two will attempt to merge and create one organization, says the Lord. The Vatican so shall attempt to merge with a forum and create a new entity. It shall fail, says the Lord, for it is built upon godlessness and self-indulgence. They think their thinking has ascended. Instead, it shall descend even further into the pits of brimstone, says the Lord. This is still March. 
in this hour, I, the Lord will, capitals, prepare a table, a table before you in the presence of your enemies. You shall be anointed with oil. Your cup shall runneth over, says the Lord, if you stay the course in this hour. Do not let the enemy turn your head to look back at the graveyard of the past. Do not allow the enemy, the father of lies, to veer you. For many who claim to be serving me and doing such for my name are nothing more than self-glorified war heroes and kings of a hill of their own making that has little to do with serving me and much to do with serving themselves, says the Lord. They are serving themselves. That's capitalized. What they have amassed was not of me. It was of man. And that plumb line is being dropped in this hour. However, a fall off a high seat shall leave those unable to continue in their half charade. Bait and switch, bait and switch, says the Lord. Indict and switch at the same time. This shall be attempted, says the Lord. David, my servant, was a very flawed man, and he walked out much of his life regretting the decisions he made early on that affected the rest of his life and the kingdom. He was flawed. But ultimately, he surrendered unto me and served me. That's capitalized, the Lord his God. The flaws and scars and regrets are there. However, I, the Lord, can rectify and soothe such for who comes unto me. That's capitalized. For I, the Lord God, work all things, that's capitalized, together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose. All capitals here. My purpose, says the Lord, my purpose, not their purpose, not their plan, not their strategy, my purpose. If you reject my capital purpose, says the Lord, they shall bind you in chains. However, says the Lord, if you submit fully, you shall be delivered from the snare of the fowler. O trumpets, says the Lord, you shall. Okay. Now, this is this, this, this last part here is crucial. And then I'm going to show you why. And says the spirit of the Lord this day, Massachusetts, says the Lord, there shall be a turning over and exhuming what has been buried long ago. The secrets of the secrets of Martha's vineyard that have been locked away shall the floodgates open and be revealed. And those events that remained unsolved, the truth shall be laid bare, says the Lord. Massachusetts shall be tilled and turned over, says the Lord. That stronghold and high place shall be torn down. For a cloak of darkness has descended upon this area, it shall be evident. However, I, the Lord, am raising up a man and a woman out of an area near Boston to lead. For the desperation of the people will set in. And the color blue and the mules carrying it have not been able to deliver them. New England, says the Lord, all capitals. There shall be a new England. There shall be in areas of the Northeast. And there shall be a renewing of England across the ocean, says the Lord. The parliament shall fall on itself and a complete overhaul will be needed as the people in England will become so restless they will flood the streets demanding change. A sea of people, says the Lord. The fear will turn into a burning desire for change, says the Lord. There shall be a renewal out of England and a move of God that will be historic. Watch the timing of such. And says the Lord of hosts, last part. I, the Lord, am allowing things to shift and shake, and the fear of the Lord shall descend upon the nation. All capitals. The fear of the Lord, which is the beginning of wisdom, it shall descend upon your nation. 
and a holy reverence that has not been seen shall descend upon the people as they humble themselves on their face before the Lord in your capital, says the Lord. The fear of the Lord is coming to your nation and to Canada, says the Lord. The people will be humbled. The leadership will be caught in a bear trap and be unable to continue. It's coming, says the Lord. Okay, now, I know this was a long excerpt, but and there's a lot in it here, but this talks about the Delilahs being raised up to destroy the men who God has positioned to lead, right? There are warnings from the Lord in here, and there's a part here that I want to go back to for a minute before I show you the article, because I think it's worth going back to. Okay, let's see here. Shall be broken, says the Lord. Delilah's have gone out to deceive, says the Lord. They have gone out and they must be called for what they are. Uncircumcised Philistines, says the Lord. The Delilah's have covenant with them and it shall be broken, says the Lord. For they have gone out and attempt to destroy the men especially that I, the Lord, have called forth to lead, to shepherd, to be leaders in this nation. They have been sent forth not to join and help you, but to tear you down and destroy you. Watch out, O shepherds, in this hour. Watch out. Okay, so that's a warning from the Lord. But there's also in here about, there's a theme through these words about what has been done in darkness coming out into the light, meetings in the chambers, what's been done in darkness in the courts, right? They shall yell, indict, indict, but it shall be an indictment against them. Their own charges shall befall them. This is the, the theme here amongst these words. Now, I'm going to show you the article here from the AP News that's come out. Judge orders the unsealing of divorce case of Trump special prosecutor in Georgia accused of affair. This is Fannie Willis. A judge on Monday ordered court records that be made public in the divorce involving a special prosecutor hired in the election case against Donald Trump and others and accused of having an affair with Fulton County District Attorney Fannie Willis. So basically a special prosecutor they hired has now been uncovered, been having an affair with Fannie The Delilahs have gone out to destroy the men. The Delilahs have gone out. Leadership will be caught in a bear trap. They shall yell indict, indict, but it shall be an indictment against them. Their own charges shall befall them. So this is what's going on here. This is why you're beginning to see all of this come out in the timing that it is. Because the Lord is not playing around if people like this want to use a corrupt legal system and put players and prosecutors in place that they really are seducing to do their bidding, it's going to come out in the open. That is the time we are at right now, and that is what is happening. So now that we've showed this, I'm going to read this because there's two excerpts from two Psalms I want to read. And then I'm going to go into flow with the Lord about the New Hampshire primaries, because there's a lot. I believe the Lord wants to say, I have felt it stirring in me since last night. So let's go first to Psalm 22 verses 22 through 26. I will tell of your name to my brethren in the midst of the assembly. I will praise you. 
You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you descendants of Jacob, glorify him and stand in awe of him. All you descendants of Israel, for he has not despised nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted, nor has he hidden his face from him. But when he cried to him for help, he heard. From you comes my praise in the great assembly, meaning I will praise you in public. I shall pay my vows before those who fear him. The afflicted will eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him will praise the Lord. And Psalm 105, verses 2 through 5, and then 16 through 39. Give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. Make his deeds known among the peoples. Sing to him. Sing praises to him. Tell of his wonders. Boast in his holy name. May the heart of those who seek the Lord be joyful. Seek the Lord in his strength. Seek his face continually. Remember his wonders which he has done, his marvels and the judgment spoken by his mouth. And he called for a famine upon the land. He broke the whole staff of bread. He sent a man before them, Joseph, who was sold as a slave. They forced his feet into shackles. He was put in irons until the time that his word came to pass. The word of the Lord refined him. The king sent and released him, the ruler of peoples, and set him free. He made him lord of his house and ruler over all his possessions to imprison his high officials at will. That's the kind of power Joseph was given. That he might teach his elders wisdom. Israel also came into Egypt, so Jacob lived in the land of Ham, and he made his people very fruitful and made them stronger than their enemies. He turned their heart to hate his people, to deal cunningly with his servants. He sent his servant Moses and Aaron, whom he had chosen. They performed his wondrous acts among them and miracles in the land of Ham. He sent darkness and made it dark, and they did not rebel against his words. He turned their waters into blood and caused their fish to die. Their land swarmed with frogs, even in the chambers of their kings. He spoke, and a swarm of flies and gnats, remember the word gnats, invaded all their territory. See, God allowed this. He gave them hail for rain and flaming fire in their land. He also struck their vines and their fig trees and smashed the trees of their territory. He spoke and locusts came and creeping locusts beyond number. And they ate all the vegetation in their land and ate the fruit of the ground. He also fatally struck all the firstborn in the land, the first fruits of all their vigor. Then he brought the Israelite he brought the Israelites out with silver and gold. And among his tribes, there was not one who stumbled. Egypt was glad when they departed for the dread of them had fallen upon the Egyptians. He spread out a cloud as a covering and a fire to illuminate by night. Now, why did I want to read this psalm? I'm going to tell you why. The gnats, as Sadie is sitting there glaring at me because I kicked her off the uh, the desk uh, while I was doing the broadcast. She's sitting there glaring at me now. Uh, <laughs> so the gnats... Barbara and I realized this morning we were seeing the same thing, just in a different way. And she had brought up gnats. Now, why am I bringing this up? I watched the New Hampshire primaries last night. And I also watched the speeches last night. And I have to say, the job of somebody who, owns a, who, who holds a prophetic office is to be a Nathan and is to be honest. Because the truth of the Lord is what guides and steers and keeps you from losing your kingdom. That's what it does. 
And I watched both speeches last night. And I have to say my spirit was greed, was uh, was grieved. My spirit was grieved. Now, yes, absolutely. I see the direction the Lord is taking. We are watching who the Lord has anointed to be the leader. But something happened at that primary last night. And this has to be a warning because it is so, Lord, help me with this. Just help me to say what you want me to say in Jesus' name. When gnats come, they're meant to distract and annoy is what they're meant to do. They get in your vision. They distract you. They annoy you. You lose focus of everything else around you because now your focus is on the gnat. That's what happened in Egypt. God allowed the gnat to be sent, right, in order to, to, to break the Egyptians. Well, when gnats come, your focus goes on them and getting them out of your vision instead of walking right past them, right, and going for the source from which they came from. Nikki Haley and her speech was meant to be a gnat. It's meant to be a gnat that causes Trump, President Trump, to put his focus on her because it's an annoyance and it disrupts the vision when really the focus should be on the source of where those gnats are coming from and going for that. And the focus should be not only on the nation, right? And the Bidens, but on giving God the glory when you win a primary. That should be what the focus is on. And right now, in order to try to teach him, I believe the Lord has allowed this. Because that entire speech should have been focused on thanking God, on where the source of the Nats are coming from, on the nation, what's happening to the people of this nation, and on the Bidens. Walk past the Nats. Swat them away, ignore it, and walk past it. Don't let it distract your vision because someone comes out on a stage and tries to claim victory or do something. Honestly, who cares what they say? It's more important what you say right now than what they say. It's more important what you say right now than what they say. Okay? Because what you say and how you say it is going to affect how people view what the other opponent is saying. Okay? It's not your job to get even. That's God's job. That's not your job to get even. The battle belongs to the Lord. It doesn't belong to you. It's your job to run the race with excellence that God Almighty has set before you. That is your job. And I understand it, it becomes annoying and people can get under your skin and they can frustrate you. But you know what? That's exactly what they want to do to get you to lose focus. Exactly what they want to do to get you to lose focus is to get your eyes on them and get your focus off of the things ahead that God has set before. To get your focus off of the race that is ahead 
You see, that's the issue here. And that's what needs, you know, sometimes that happens. The Lord has to adjust our vision because our vision gets on something that may seem big to us, but in comparison to the scheme and the vision and the race that he needs us to run, it is a very small annoyance that we have to learn to ignore. Okay, because why? Because the Lord deals with those who come after us. The Lord says, the Lord will fight for you, the word says, and you will hold your peace. Meaning you don't have to defend yourself with a lot of words. The Lord will do that for you. If you submit and keep your vision on the mark of where you're going and where God is taking you. And I'm going to tell you something. Had Nathan not been honest with David, he would have lost his kingdom. Had David not go, had Nathan not gone in there to David and said, I have a story to tell you. And there was a very rich man and he had many lambs. And there was one poor man and he had this one little lamb and he loved it. And the lamb lived in the house with him. And then the rich man, I guess, and he killed the lamb, the poor man's lamb. And David went into a rage and said, that man deserves to die for what he did. And Nathan said, that man is you, David. It is you. Had Nathan not done that, David would have lost the kingdom. So the job of that office is to steer and direct and be truthful because pandering or puffing up an ego or tiptoeing around the matter is not going to help anyone get where they need to go in the Lord. It's just not going to help them. And there is a people in this nation that are suffering right now at the hands of a very corrupt administration. And there are those mostly of military fighting age flooding across our borders. And inflation and interest rates are going sky high. And the people of this nation are hurting. The focus should be on God and on the people and how what is going to be corrected, what such a corrupt administration did to try to destroy a nation and sell it to the highest foreign bidders and what's going to be done about that. That's the focus. It's so much greater than the primaries. The Lord knows how to deal with your contenders. Psalm 35, the Lord contends against those who contend against me. He fights against those who fight against me. I take up shield and buckler and stand up for my help. I draw out also the spear and javelin and close up the way of those who pursue and persecute me. The Lord is my deliverance. The Lord contends. The Lord deals. The Lord judges. The Lord evens out the playing field. The Lord does that. Our job is to be about his business, how he wants it, 
and focus on what he wants us to focus on and to give him glory for giving us victories. He's given the victories right now and he deserves the glory for it. He deserves it because he is plowing a way and making a way where there seemed to be no way. And there is no time right now to get puffed up, haughty, arrogant, or name call. Because all those things the devil will use to put a hook in your jaw and draw you right in to their devious little natty trap. Because that's what gnats do. They cause you to lose your vision. They're annoying. They're upsetting. They're uncomfortable. And really, if you want to deal with the gnats, you go for the source of them. You go for the source of them. You don't deal with them. You don't focus on them because the more you speak about them, the more focus that's going to go on them and you're going to give them free press they never should have had. The oxygen should not be wasted on them. The mouth and the focus should go completely towards the nation with tunnel vision on God, the race set before you, and how this nation needs deliverance and what needs to be done in this nation to get it back where it was. And calling out the corruptness in the administration in a way that is thought-provoking. Not name-calling, thought-provoking. You want to provoke the thoughts of the people right now and all the independents out there that are watching this completely go down. You want to provoke that. You don't want to provoke people to say we have come down to a second-grade name-calling contest. And now I don't feel comfortable with either. This is where the yoke has to go on. The humbling has to happen. Remember that dream I had? It was last year and I was in an office building. I was in an office building. And President Trump was down the hall in an office, dressed in his typical suit, doing his work, working diligently. And someone runs up to me and says, give this to him. And it was a very rich, heavy plate of food. Very rich, heavy, weighed down, opulent. I think there was filet mignon on that plate. And I hesitated. And when I hesitated, because I knew something wasn't right, a chef appears in a glowing white coat and says to me, this is not what he needs, and grabs it away from me and says, this is what he needs. And they handed me a plate. They handed me a plate, and Cyrus coming in on cue, a very humble plate of food. White rice with just a little pot roast over it and some gravy. And I was told, now go give it to him. And I began to walk down that hallway. And they're all coming in at the same time. Chris, I'm in the middle of the... Oh, come, come, come on. Come on. Oh. Here. You're going to say hi quick and hi. then I'll continue? Yes, I'm sorry. That's okay. 
That's okay. Okay. <laughs> they all came in at once. Everybody at once just decided to come into the office. Okay. So <laughs> there's Chris's cameo for the evening, everybody. All right. So he'll probably come back in. So we'll just leave the door open. But the problem when people are running a race for leaders is that they want to puff out their chest like roosters and give a lot of bravado. And bravado is only skin deep. Honestly, bravado is only skin deep. That's all it is. There's, there's, there's not much substance to it. But those that go into the vein of the matter and really go deep with the issues going on and where they're coming from and how we're going to fix them is what provoke people to think and what energize people and what get people in a way to start focusing on the direction of a nation. And we need that right now. We needed that. God does raise up the humble. Look what Nathan had to do to David. David was all puffed up at that point. He had taken Bathsheba. He had Uriah killed. He thought he got away with it. He had, I don't know, 70 other wives and concubines, which to me is like, my goodness, aren't you tired? Like, that's what I think. So, but you know, I think things like that. And Nathan had to come in and say something very difficult that he didn't know how it was going to be received because the Lord stirred him too. And he knew the kingdom depended on it right now. They are trying to actively steal your victory away from you by getting in your vision and disrupting your vision with an annoyance that they know gets under your skin. And this is why you need the Lord to go before you because it'll be way more difficult for them to do that and succeed if the battle is done in that order. The Lord had told David, when you hear the sound of footsteps moving through the poplar trees of marching, know that I have gone out ahead of you to strike the enemy. Why does God have to go out ahead? Because David in his flesh might have done something. There had to be an order there. David in his flesh might have done something that would have cost him the battle. That would have cost him the battle. And I'm saying that the vision has to shift because God is giving grace and he's giving favor, but the vision has to shift and the getting under the skin has to stop. And the praising the Lord for the victories has to begin. And giving God the glory and focusing on the where the gnats are coming from and who's funding them and where that nest is and what's going on in the nation and what's happening to the people and what foreign nations are trying to do binding the United States of America and who has sold them out and why and why we need to be delivered from it. This is the vision.
that has to be. This is the vision that God can work with. When somebody is distracting us and getting in our vision, God can't work with us because our focus isn't on him. It's on man. When you put your focus on man, you're going to get the limitations of man. You're going to get the flesh of man. You're going to get the results of man. But when you put your focus on God and the vision he's given you and the instruction he's given you, that is where you see the, the, the unlimitless power of God go to work on your behalf. Do not let those around you right now who want to be a talking head puff you up. Puff you up because the Lord will knock you down a peg if he has to. For your good, not for your harm. Behold, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. This is why leaders have to wear the yoke. And David had to wear the yoke. And Hezekiah had to wear the yoke. You know what happens when you're yoked? You can't look any direction you want. When oxen are yoked, they don't have the freedom to just move around anymore and do what they want. They have to go in the direction and set their sights on the instruction the master is giving them through that yoke. This is why yoking is so important for leaders. Because once they're yoked, their vision goes where God directs it. Not where man gets under their skin to move it. And that's why it's crucial that this happen. This is why this is crucial. I'm not saying this to be mean, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful. We did that night of prayer. I see what the Lord is doing. I know what the Lord is doing. But I also have to be honest in the Lord because I fear him more than I fear man. And I have to speak the truth of the Lord in the matter because my spirit was grieved last night. After I saw all that. And I'm going to say something else. If somebody wants to come out and give a pre-victory speech. When nothing has been declared for them. And they want to try to come out first to get out ahead. That's all smoke and mirrors. That means you have no substance as a leader. That is smoke and that is mirrors. And that means there's very little substance there. And there's just a propping up from corrupt people that like to hang out on Wall Street and other areas. People right now want to see somebody with integrity and substance and maturity. They want, the people need to see maturity. They have dealt with a half-narcoleptic leader for the past almost four years. They need to see maturity right now. From those running for office, a maturity of, I'm going to lead, come hell or high water, I am going to lead, I am going to do it from the Lord, I don't care what that one's saying over there on that stuff, that ain't my issue. The people of this nation are my issue, and what God has given me to do is my issue. And that is what I'm going to focus on. 
So if you want to talk about that media, we'll talk about that. Otherwise, have a lovely day. This is what the people need to see right now. They need to see it because people tire easily, okay, of back and forth name calling and nitpicking and fighting. It's wearisome. You know why? Because it it distracts from the true message, from the true purpose, from the true road and running the race with true excellence. It distracts from it. And the enemy is a master manipulator and a master of distraction. He's a master of it. And he knows exactly what gets under your skin because he studies man. He studies us. That's why they're called familiar spirits, because they're familiar with everything about you, your likes, your dislikes, your family line, who you are as a person. They're familiar with it. And they know just who to use to make an issue. They know just who to use to get you to start firing off at the mouth where it's flesh talking and not God talking. It's flesh talking and not leadership talking. The flesh will be the downfall. The flesh is at enmity with God. This is why we have to ask the Lord that our flesh decrease so his spirit and power increase. And then we are led of the spirit and do not carry out the desires of the flesh. Now, I'm not saying you can't have a good zinger line every now and then when somebody wants to, you know, nitpick but you do it with class and you do it with precision like an arrow that it hits it marked in a way where the people go whoa it is a sobering moment and i didn't see that last night and we have to see that this i can't even tell you how crucial this is in the realm of the spirit that this has to turn and that yoking has to happen Because as fast as the Lord allowed you to win, he could take it away. And he can hold on to it until one's ready to fully have the vision he wants them to have and not get any more into these little scuffles that the enemy is purposely stirring up. Purposely stirring up to try to make a smear campaign. Because that's what he does. He's the father of lies. He's the master manipulator. He's the one behind the media empire. And he knows how to stir up a hornet's nest and try to get you to walk right into it. He knows how to do it. Wise as a serpent, harmless as a dove right now. When Jesus Christ was facing Satan in the wilderness after he'd been baptized by John and the Holy Spirit basically threw him into the wilderness and he was weak in his flesh and he was tired and he was at a weak moment and that's when the enemy appeared. That's when he appeared. And he said, well, since you're the son of God, turn these stones into bread because he knew after 40 days of not eating, Jesus was in the flesh. He had to be hungry. And what did Jesus do? What did he do? Did he name call him? Did he, did he, did he, did he nitpick at him? No. 
even in his weak flesh, he glared at the devil. And because he is the word, he said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. That is what he did with precision. He hit him and he had to do it three times. And he hit him with such precision. Didn't get off his mark. Didn't lose his focus. Didn't be lured into the traps that the enemy was waiting for him to come into to get him. With precision, hit him three times. And you know what happened? The enemy departed. He departed. Deuteronomy 28 says, They may come out against me one way, but they shall flee before me seven ways. You know why? Precision and focus and understanding your opponent and the psychological warfare they are waging. The enemy did this to Jesus. He waged psychological warfare on him in a weak moment to try to walk him right in. And Jesus was so focused and knew what he was doing that he hit back at him, but he did it with the word. He did it with precision. He did it with accuracy. He did it with power and authority and the enemy departed. Power and authority have to operate together to work properly. Behold, I've given unto you power to trample upon serpents and scorpions against all the power of the enemy. I've given you authority to trample upon serpents and scorpions and against all the power of the enemy. So nothing shall by any means hurt you. Power and authority work together. And when you operate in it together, it affects change. It causes the enemy to retreat. It causes those in his camp to run. It causes the mouth of the lion to shut. It causes government officials to fall. It causes kings to be raised up and kings to be brought low. It causes avenues to change, doors to open, traps to be revealed, people to be delivered and set free. It causes it. It's that powerful. And we need to understand that in this time, that is what is needed and required by God. It is required by him to do this in this way. You can't do it the same way you went before. The first time David got into the palace, it was on his talents and abilities. First time he got in. It was because of his talents and his abilities. The second time David got into the palace, it was because of his kingship. And he had been anointed by God and chased by Saul for eight years to humble him. To bring that kingship on him. So when he went into that palace, it wouldn't be because of his talents and abilities, but because he was anointed by God to do so. Anointed by God. That's the moment we're at. That's the moment. It's the anointing and the kingship. That's going to lead the victory. Not the gifts, talents, and abilities. God put that in him. And others. 
to be able to operate successfully in what they're created to do. God put that in them. But it is the kingship and the anointing that is leading the way back to the palace this time. It's not the talents and abilities. And we need to understand that, that God is going a different way with it. And this is why the yoking is so important. And this is why when the enemy comes in, when the gnats come in, when the vision tries to be disrupted, when the distraction comes, when the poking at the flesh comes, when the making fun comes, when the challenge comes, all of that has to be put in perspective that the enemy has many devices and we cannot be ignorant of the enemy's devices. Be sober-minded and vigilant for the enemy roams about like a lion seeking whom he may devour. We must be aware of this. And as in a race of this historic magnitude, one must be aware of this. And they have to be understanding that those traps and landmines are purposely being laid. And there must be careful navigation around such with the wisdom of God leading it so that the focus does not break. The distraction does not falter because it'll put a halter in the mouth and drag it in the direction that the enemy and the corrupt and those who are running for the wrong reasons want you to go. Don't allow them to put a halter in your mouth. Don't allow them such a privilege. Allow God to put a halter. Allow God to be the one that fills the mouth. Don't allow them to put a halter and pull you in any direction they want you to go by what they say. You run the race with excellence. You stay the course. You keep steady. You trust God. You give him praise. You glorify him openly in the assembly. And you watch him go before you and strike down the camps of the enemy that have come to feed on you. Watch that happen. Praise the Lord. Oh, I feel the Lord. I'm telling you, the Lord wanted this said. There are some things the Lord does not allow me to say in public. I'm not allowed to say it. And there are other things he releases me to say in public because the people need to hear it as well to help them navigate. This is one of the times where... The Lord wanted me to say it publicly. Now, this is not meant to be negative. This is meant that I'm looking at this from a spiritual perspective of what the enemy is doing and what he's setting up and what he's about to do. And I'm looking at it from a spiritual perspective. And all I'm doing is warning because the truth of the Lord edifies, it instructs, and it warns, and it helps steer people away from potential disasters and problems they didn't want to find themselves in in the first place. So this is not negativity. When Nathan had to go to David, it was not negativity. It's because the kingdom was at stake. And that's what happens when you put your trust too much in a man. You don't allow God to show you the other aspects of it that are going on in the realm of the spirit. You see, it's God that's going to deliver this nation. He uses man as an instrument to do so if man is willing to be yoked and used as an instrument of God for his purposes. However, we cannot 
ignore the fact that this has to be one of the most masterful, careful, brilliant chess matches ever to be played on a national stage. We cannot ignore the fact that this is what is going on. And the hallmark of a brilliant chess player is their ability to bait their opponent into making a move that they think is going to profit them. And when they make that move, it's a trap and it's checkmate. And I'm saying all this because I care and because I see what God is doing and because I know what God has anointed and who he has anointed. And I'm saying this because I care. I care deeply about what's going on. And someone that cares deeply is honest with you, is honest with you and levels with you about what's going on. And I'm watching it from the realm of the spirit. I'm watching it from that perspective of prophecy. See, I'm not just watching it as just political banter that, 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 that two, two, three, four people want to nitpick at each other. No, no, no. I'm watching it from the realm of the spirit and a prophetic perspective. That's where I'm watching it from. You know, when you start getting some wins under your belt and your mind could go to another focus very fast. This is why our hope always has to be in the Lord and in his plan. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence, O Lord. Take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation and renew a steadfast spirit within me. David wrote that in the middle of his crises and battles and things he was going through. You know why? Because the flesh can be weak. It can be. And it can get us in trouble. And when we're in the fight of our life, we can't afford to have the enemy use the flesh to ensnare us. Can't afford it right now. So this is why it's crucial for the vision to be clear, to be hyper-focused, to be focused on praising God in the assembly, glorifying him for victories, giving him the praise, running the race of excellence he has given us, and not allowing gnats and annoyances and, and, and things to get under the skin to cause us to change and turn our vision right now. Vision is important in 2024. Vision is crucial in 2024. It is. And I'm not saying all this to be critical. I'm saying that this has to be said because of what's at stake. Has to be said because of what's at stake. And this is why I'm saying it. And that's why Nathan said it to David. He didn't say it to be mean to David. He didn't say it to hurt David. He knew what was going to happen if he didn't say it to David. And he obeyed the Lord. And the Lord honored that. So I'm simply trying to do the same thing here. Um, because I see it in the realm of the spirit. I'm watching it play out in the natural. And this is what I'm seeing. And that's what Barbara's seeing too. We saw the same thing last night in a different way. Because she saw the gnats. And I saw the, the masterful distraction that was happening before all of us. And so we spoke in the morning and realized we had seen the same thing from different angles. And so it stirred in me all day. And I had prayed about whether to talk about this or not. 
And the Lord allowed me to talk about it. Why? Because it's going to help you out there too in this race. It's going to help you out there in the nation. It's going to help you in this fight. It's going to show you how to pray as the body and the ecclesia for the leadership that's running the race. This is insight here coming from the Lord on how to pray because of what's being plotted and what was agreed upon behind closed doors by two parties that merged together to try to bring a moderate candidate. The agreement between two parties behind closed doors to do this. And they are crafty and they will definitely try maneuvers that You cannot get caught up in, and we have to march forth here in the race. We have to march forth as soldiers in the armies of living God and this nation, and the leadership must march forth and not allow the maneuvers that are about to happen to stop it, to derail from what God has spoken, God has said, God has anointed, God has already been there and seen. Kim Clement used to sing, I'm somewhere in the future, and it looks much better than it looks right now. The word of the Lord goes out ahead of the situation, and then the fulfillment of it catches up. So the word runs out ahead, the fulfillment comes up from behind. That is what happened with Elijah and Ahab. Elijah girded up his loins. When he told Ahab there would be rain, ran ahead of Ahab's chariot, the word of the Lord going out ahead of Ahab. With the dark clouds, the fulfillment of that word coming up behind him, which would signify also that he was going to be dethroned. So the word of the Lord goes out ahead. It sees ahead. And the fulfillment of it comes up from behind. And we have to understand that. If I didn't care deeply, I wouldn't have done that night of prayer. If I didn't care deeply, we would not have done that. So I care deeply about what's going on. I do. And about these people. And I continue to pray for them. And I have to say, I, I, I'm heating up. I could feel the presence of God so strong. And this is why this has to go out ahead now. Because of what's happening. So please pray about this. And, and, and take it to heart. And pray for the vision right now. And for all the gnats and distractions to be removed. Because focusing on God. Giving him praise for the win. Focusing on what he wants you to do. And how he wants you to do it. Is the key to the victory of this. This is God's victory. This is God's justice. This is God's joy, the justice of Yahweh, going out against the corrupt that have blasphemed the name of his son. This is God's battle. The battle belongs to the Lord. You be obedient. You do what you're supposed to do. He'll get even. Trust me. He'll do it for you. But trust him. 
Listen to him. Be yoked by him. Heed him right now because the battle belongs to him. Let him shut the mouths of your accusers. Let him do it. Jesus did it with Mary. Let he who has no sin cast the first stone. They all dropped him and left and he looked at her and said, where are your accusers? Let him shut the mouths of your accusers. You focus on the diligent work ahead to rebuild a nation that world powers came into agreement to try to take down using weak, broken vessels that were put in the highest offices. God will deal with that. That is for God to deal with. It is for you to run your race with excellence and focus on the people and the nation and God's plan for it. That is your focus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, man, I feel it. That was just, I feel the release now. Like I can actually, I feel the release once it's done. So thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And it was a win last night. And we praise the Lord for that win. But sometimes there are adjustments that have to be made because there's a rocky course ahead and you have to adjust accordingly. So praise the Lord. All glory be to God. All glory be to God. The gnats were in Egypt. When all the garbage was going on in Egypt, guess what? The gnats were there. We're kind of going through the same stuff. So that's why I found Barbara here and the gnats interesting and then me finding this in, uh, let me get it up here. I think it's Psalms 125. 105, Psalms 105. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Okay, I'm going to end here because I'm at an hour and 22 minutes already because the Lord just went into flow. Oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. And thank you, Father God, for your plan for this nation and for the leadership. We praise you for it, Father. We know you know what you're doing, Lord, and we submit to that in Jesus' name. So God bless everyone. We praise you. We praise the Lord. We we, we praise him. We thank him. Um, and uh, we thank you for, for hanging in there with us. I'm sorry. My brain's a little tired right now because all that just came out. So I'm going to end here. And um, I'm just going to put up real quick at the end here. Uh, give a derm. We're going to put this up real quick. This is what I use on my skin. We, I can't even tell you the amount of emails we get. People asking about my shampoo, my makeup, my skin, my this. Well, this is what I happen to use on my skin. It is all natural. It is amazing. Uh, these women are believers and they make an amazing product. And so you can use uh, promo code ARC10. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, we praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord for your goodness and for your mercy. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His mercy endureth forever. Praise you that his, praise you, Lord, that your mercy, mercy endureth forever, that it just endures and it's new every day. And we praise you, Lord, that even when we miss it, you are merciful. When we're struggling, you are merciful. And we praise you, Father God, that you are adjusting vision in Jesus name, in Jesus name. Uh, Barbara would say to me at times, be a Mary right now, not a Martha. Martha was all busy and worried about what was going on around her. Mary was focused on hearing the word of the Lord. So 
that's some that's some good advice at times when we're going through things like this. So God bless everyone. Have a wonderful evening. Keep the faith. We love you. Armor up according to Ephesians chapter six, Psalm 91. I say it every single day. It is a powerful Psalm. The word is living and active. We have to activate it. Uh, the Lord's prayer, the order of that prayer is so important. It's so important, the order of that prayer. And so I encourage you to say it, to read it, to understand it. Uh, also Ephesians one and three from the believer's authority. I quote those scriptures every day, every day. We have to activate the word in our lives. That is a sword. Imagine if the word got put in the hands of leadership right now that are contending and they started swinging it like a sword at primaries and events. Imagine how the enemy would go screaming out of that place. That's just something to keep in mind. Have a wonderful rest of your evening, everyone. We love you. We will be coming back on soon. We'll announce when we do. And God bless everyone. Keep the faith. Hello, everyone. Amanda Grace here. So as many of you know, Dr. Mark Sherwood and Dr. Michelle Sherwood of the Functional Medical Institute are mine and Chris's doctors. And so I went to Dr. Sherwood with a problem that I was seeing, not only with, with what I was going through, but with what other women were going through concerning their metabolism, concerning energy, concerning their hormones. And so we put our heads together and we are very happy now to finally be able to present to you Rafa for women. Rafa means healer in Hebrew. So it is an ode to the Lord because he is our healer. He put things in the earth that help heal us. And so Rafa is a product that was created for that. It also helps by helping with a healthy metabolism and natural hormones, as well as it helps balance fatigue. It helps with weight gain, night sweats, mood swings, blood sugar issues, and more. It is all natural. And I find more and more people are going into the natural arena in order to find solutions to issues that they're going through. So if you'd like to learn more, you can go to www.arcofgrace.org forward slash ministry dash partners to learn more about Rafa today. God bless. Hey everyone, Amanda Grace here. If you are looking for advice on financial matters, if you think gold and silver might be right for you, go to bh-pm.com today. Andrew Sorcini of Beverly Hills Precious Metals, who has been on Ark of Grace many times and loves to answer our viewer questions, is here with his team to answer all of your gold and silver needs. Whether you want to buy gold and silver, whether you have questions to see if it's right for you, whether you are looking to roll over retirement accounts, go to bh-pm.com today and Andrew and his team will be more than happy to assist you with all of your needs. If you want to support an amazing patriot and be a blessing, go to MyPillow.com today and use promo code ARK, A-R-K, to save up to 66% or more off of all MyPillow products. They have pillows, of course, but they are so much more than pillows. They have sheets. They have slippers. They have bathrobes. They even have dog beds. And a fun fact for all of you, Noble, one of our pigs in our animal sanctuary, has indeed slept on a MyPillow dog bed. 
So if you want to be a blessing, you can go to MyPillow.com today and use promo code ARC. It is an alternative to big pharma based on quantum physics, over 40 scripture verses written into these patches for everything from blood sugar, anxiety, pain, neuropathy, to immune system boost, dog pain. They are very sincere about um, having alternatives to big pharma. We are a big advocate of natural solutions to help with pain and, and, and blood sugar and a host of other issues. I yeah. tried the pain patches and, yes, and they worked when I used them. When you connect it to your body, the skin patch changes changes your brainwaves. Sugar, this one is neuropathy. I actually have it on. And we use this on Toby, actually, because Toby's about eight years old. And from being paralyzed years ago and the Lord miraculously healing him, he has a little leftover with his joints and his hips. So we actually give him the doggy pain patches. What was he doing? He was running? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I walked him out. And wow, he's boom. And he got power. I said, no way. And I don't know. I said, Amanda, what? What did you do to him? To <laughs> so it's good. Welcome to the next generation of warfare, psychological warfare. In modern conflict, the mind is a potent weapon. Discover General Michael T. Flynn's groundbreaking guide, The Citizen's Guide to Fifth Generation Warfare. Unlock tactics, strategies, and the mindset to navigate this cognitive battlefield that we all find ourselves in. Equip yourself against manipulation and emerge unscathed. Unleash your potential. Order now.